Ladies and gentlemen, back to Warcraft Podcast, episode 44, and it's quite a special one. Karst is not here, I don't know where he is, I don't give a fuck where he is, because uh, we got not one, but two guests here today from War 3 Champions. The War 3 Champions team has arrived at the Back to Warcraft Podcast. One of them you know, but we start with the second guest, and it's a Back to Warcraft debut, if I'm not mistaken. We got Sephard here. My man, how is life? Who are you, and how are you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, I am one of the devs of W3 Champions. I came to the project a little bit later than Abedinsky and Pad and Modmoto, but not that long afterwards. And yeah, I make stuff on the website and uh, do a lot of project management stuff for W3 Champions, and that's me. And I'm an orc player. Important yeah, we, we talk about that later for sure, because GNL is starting and Sephard is going strong already. So I see you doing pretty much everything. You seem to be involved in everything. So yeah, that's basically Seph, Seph's a solution. He's a solutions man. Like we were just saying off air. Like he he's like the wolf in pulp fiction. Like he comes in and just gets stuff done. <laughs> and that's a fact, dude. That's why he's on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or problem creative, perhaps. <laughs> Sometimes when uh when the pull request comes that no one requested and the commit happens, ghostly after you've done something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, sure. And there's the second man. Needs no introduction, of course. Uh, we you know him from the War Three Champions Finals. He was here for two podcasts already. Floss, we haven't seen you in a while. How is life? I'm good, man. I'll be honest. You haven't seen me because I my uh, I took my first like sabbatical from Warcraft. You know, I started in 2017, so like four years just only playing Warcraft, only caring about it, and I'm still so bad. Like I ha I probably played 20 games in seven months. So, but GNL like GNL, we just had the draft yesterday, so I'm gonna get my heart back into the game. That a game that I love so much. And does nothing but hurt me, you know, like because <laughs> so bad. But you say that, but the last time you played me, you beat me, and that hadn't been true for years. I don't think. Uh, there's zero chance I could beat you right now, and what, more importantly, there's zero chance I could play. If I could play without raging, I would play. But I just, I it's such a hard game to not rage at, you know. But I'm excited about GNL. I'm gonna stay off ladder and just do customs, and I'll get the. We don't talk about this the whole time. <laughs> I'm like psyching <laughs> myself up. I'm ready, man. I love this game. I'm ready to play a lot. And hopefully it, I'll get better. It's so weird. We see you here and you're all smiling and you're always the jolly guy. And then you talk about rage. Some, something hidden deep in your deep in the core of Mr. Floss. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm deeply violent. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yeah, glad you're not coming to Rara Land then. <laughs> but uh, I think Floss, you've been out of the loop a little bit more than uh, Saf is, so I think we ask uh, Saf first. What's the state of War 3 Champions? How is the project? How are things going? Yeah, it's it's um it's doing pretty well. I'd say um, <laughs> well, I guess we're going to get onto automated tournaments eventually, which is always the thing that people ask and <laughs> and such. But yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with it at the moment. Like I think maybe six months ago there was a little bit less activity and there's been a little more in the last few maybe two months or so it's been pretty good there's some cool new features that we can talk about that will be coming up soon hopefully Ooh. um yeah but not automated tournaments yet <laughs> oh, <damn>. yeah <laughs> when seth talks about like activities up it seems like the 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 game these days is 4v4 it seems like that's where the activity is these days which is cool it's a great game mode uh, yeah it's moderation <laughs> 
since uh, since we it, added AT and RT together, it really seemed uh, to have taken off a bit. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, but I read in forums that it's such a bad idea to put AT and RT together, and it's totally unhandleable. Yeah, it's funny that I mean I have to give so much credit to Helpstone really because well and Toxie as well, who who they they seem to just guess some numbers, and it just worked out perfectly. I don't know how they do that, but it's they they sort of wanted to engineer it so that AT was a little bit better than RT, so that you you know because otherwise random team players would just get depressed because they're just getting beaten on by arranged teams all the time but they they guessed some numbers and they worked out afterwards that worked out really well though it's pretty much 50 50 between the two so that's brilliant for them that 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 seems basically to be the story of war three champions right some people say oh it's not possible and it doesn't work and then you guys pick up on a task and it's magically working yeah it seems to be the case sometimes i wish i could take all the credit for every time that's happened but (laughs) not usually yeah, yeah, let's definitely sit and pat ourselves on the back the whole time too. We still yeah, yeah. can't beat. We still can't beat physics, right? Like the speed of light still unbeaten, but it's a pretty good situation actually. I mean, yeah. you only started two years ago, right? Yeah. So I, yeah. I give you guys another year, and then we got warp speed and right, Ella Link, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Ella Link. That's that's an exciting bit of news. Yeah, I in fact, Abinsky just linked me an article today that said that some internet service providers are providing for Ellerlink, which if you guys don't know is it's an undersea cable that goes from Brazil to Portugal I believe and they reckon it can have somewhere between 60 and 80 ms between Brazil and Portugal so Holy that'll shit. be pretty nice for the Brazilian players will... yeah I mean they've they've been on the receiving end of the server situation for such a long time um, especially when it comes to like the official servers of course that nobody is using uh, but yeah so what would that mean? for for the server structure if that happens and when is it realistically usable yeah i mean that that depends on like what the big providers put in place but you know for sure with a big infrastructure project like that there's going to be servers on either end of that thing that we can that we can probably get something reasonably cheap on and that would hopefully mean brazilians could play against europeans on like 70 ping maybe holy shit i mean i don't want to promise it because it's not in our hands it like it's in the hands of absolute giants of the tech industries but if that works out that would be really good that's better than europe versus u.s east yeah (laughs) yeah it's like 110 80 to 110 ish yeah i mean i I live about as close as you possibly could to like where the submarine cables leave the uk to cross the the atlantic and i still only get about 80 ms to u.s east so yeah is that where you, uh, why you chose to live there? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does seem like the UK is a good place for the, the Warcraft 3 sort of uh, like population centers, you know, True. with like the East Coast of America and then Europe. It seems to be pretty good. <laughs> so uh, a couple of minutes ago, you said that activity is, is higher now. Do you mean like the activity of players or uh, the activity in the team? Yeah, activity in the team was what I meant there. But I mean, it is good to see so many people playing 4v4. Like, that is, I guess, my pet favorite game mode because that is what I used to play so much when back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, the the team in general, I'd say, especially shout out to three new people who have been doing a lot of stuff, which is Cage, who's been doing a bunch of project management stuff, Cage Man. I drafted um, him to my GNL team. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we got to this is this MVP right here. We need to reward this. There's a VIP. That is a that is a guy with boundless enthusiasm. It's good to right? see. <laughs> he's such a motivation machine. Whenever you talk to him, he's like, boom, boom, boom. That's so cool. We can do he, this. We can do this. We can do this. This is all so awesome. I hear he's a grinder too. Like he'll sit and take punishment for ten games in a row. Like that's a rare quality, you know. So yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm looking forward to get to know him for sure. Yeah, another one is Air, who's been doing a bunch of bug fixes on the UI, especially on the the actual in-game UI and stuff on the launcher, making the launcher look better, um, fixing some of the, the messiness of the launcher. I think he's got some more stuff that's going on with that as well. And then the other is uh, G-Dollars, who has been doing endless tech support, and he's also working on uh, doing an achievements function at the moment, which should be achievement interesting. Achievement function? Yeah, so the idea would be start putting achievements into W3 Champions. And I don't know what that looks like at the moment, but it'll be probably from the start using kind of the information that you have from the end game screen, you know, like gold and lumber harvest and hero levels and experience gain, that sort of thing. So at the moment, the achievements are win a game with a race and then you get a point and then for 100 wins with the race, you get an icon, right? So yeah, something like that. With the information on the end game screen, you could do something like kill 25 heroes in a game. And that's then a new achievement. <laughs> 25 heroes in one game. That would be quite the game. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's a, that's a golden Neo Award statue profile picture. <laughs> but yeah, stuff like that. I think what I would kind of like is doing like a point system, like you said, where achievements, achievements give points and then you can buy a profile picture or something. But yeah, mm -hmm. we'll see. Something like that. So how far away is that because of course we all have this automated tournament thing in the back you promised it at one point and then things came in between we'll talk about that later but how realistic is it to get it in the next six months six months probably pretty reasonable yeah i think i'll be helping with with g dollars on that and then we'll get to a point where you know kenshin will be making assets for it and yeah the team is quite agile about these kind of things you know they just pick things up that seem fun and interesting and start working on them so yeah when you say team, how many people are involved with Wafu Champions at the moment? You know, I tried to, I tried to count that earlier today. Everyone. More than be able to name everyone, for real. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like a core lead staff group of, uh, what, about eight people? And then there's like a lot of people who help, maybe like another 10, 15 after that. And then people who, countless people who have done something but are now inactive or, you know, but it's like a real contribution. Like, for example, Sergey, uh, he made the Twitch um plugin you know the thing that people have mm -hmm. on the streams and he's gone inactive but so there's a lot of people who've done things like that uh so yeah he couldn't even count them all now so many <laughs> maybe you can make an estimation how much is actual development and how much is like maintaining like moderation and tech support um well the those roles are kind of done by different people so it's hard to say but it feels like maintaining and just making sure it doesn't fall over feels like about 80% of the work we do. <laughs> Some of that. When things get that big, and I'm sure if anyone's worked in any tech companies, they'll have seen this as well. The bigger something gets, the more you have to just dedicate to it, just staying alive. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like it takes up a full-time job necessarily. It's just, yeah, it does take... Sometimes you sit down and you're like, I want to I want to start doing a new thing, but then like three things are broken and you have to fix those. Like just right. today, Abelinsky was doing a fix for like map problems 
where like people are, I don't know if you've seen in the in the support recently, a lot of people have not been able to download the maps properly and that's been causing problems. So yeah. Right. And ma- maintaining and tech support, like obviously it's vital and, and you need it, but it's as hard, it's harder to get motivated for than to do the newest thing. And really what it comes down to, it's like, you get mad when we talk about volunteer effort, but it's like, this is the type of stuff you want to get paid to do. You're like, pay me to fucking go through the, you know, go through the mud. Right. Um, that's the difference between a volunteer project and, and a real thing. And that's not to say we're not thankful because our Patreon's at like 950 euros, you know, and, but servers are expensive too, you know, and it's like, these are talented adult people that if they're compensated for their time, it's, I mean, what, a hundred euros and a hundred dollars an hour is like a very reasonable ask. Like that's the level of quality we deal with on the team. So here I am talking, coming here being all defensive and pissy when I don't do shit for W3C these days. Right? You know what I mean? Like, it's I'm just trying to be realistic about a game that I love. And, you know, there's I do think that WC3 and W3C have a future. I'm sure that will, that, that will that's stuff we'll talk about today. Um, you know, but a lot of this stuff is out of your hands, too, at the same time. Like... You, the the fact that W3C exists has been so good for my life, no question about it, but it's probably not the ideal universe that Warcraft 3 exists in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it, Reforge could have been an awesome launch. You know how awesome it would have been. My life probably would have been different, but, <laughs> Same. but the, yeah, yeah. But the Warcraft 3 scene would probably, whatever the Warcraft 3 scene's in a good spot right now. I think, even though I'm, I can't play. That's a me issue, not not the game's issue. Yeah, we would joke about this the other day, but both of our lives seem to have been better for the for Reforge doing badly. <laughs> me too, man. Me too. I don't know what I would do without the dream hacks, for example, that we then produced uh, t- during COVID and stuff. Yeah, it was, was for the better for me as well. And I got to know so many cool people that would have never happened if not for... Well, three champions, I guess, uh, because if everything is all right, then we would probably ha- have a small connection due to like GNL or or some other tournaments, but but never as deep and connected as it is now. Yeah, I can't I can't say it's been a good thing for Warcraft Three that Reforge failed, but it it feels like for that community who were there, it feels like they've really like bound together a lot. Yeah, I mean, and obviously we have all made and contributed to something very, very cool. It'd be nice if it was a little easier, you know? (laughs) But it's all good. Here we are. We're all tough. Like I said, we're all confident. It's fine. Okay, Floss, you sound a little, you sound like the the negative Nancy here a little bit, uh, bitching and complaining all the time. What's the the most recent thing about War 3 Champions that made you really happy? Well, I mean, it's really all my negativity is about playing the game because I want to be good and I'm bad. So the, the thing that I'm excited about, truly excited about is GNL. And that's not W3C exactly, but it's W3C adjacent because before W3C, um, matching up teams to make sure they're of equal skill was very hard and very time consuming. And now it's just like, hey, go play 25 games W3C. And the majority of them are like, done i do that anyway you know and then sometimes we get some like noobs on who go and they get placed at 850 and it's awesome and they have a good attitude we know that then at gnl they'll be like 1200 you know it it happens and, so that's and all, that's the flow server system as well helped a oh, lot yeah, with that for sure 
because it used to be this nightmare where we were playing on Chicago or, or Amsterdam, and so like players from like Australia could just basically not participate. And so it was really rough for them. Yeah, I thought the same last week when Nation League ended. We had so many countries participating in Nations League. Shout out to Frenchcraft for uh, organizing this. And this would never be possible with the Battle.net infrastructure. Like, we could immediately exclude Brazil. We could immediately exclude China. We could immediately exclude, I don't know, probably anything. And we had to do North American championships, uh, European championships, and that's it. Like, so happy about the the... The server structure. Everything we see now would not be possible without that. Yeah, shout out Fluxy as always. You can never get enough shout outs, honestly. Yeah, and, and Toxy <laughs> who put together all those crazy proxies that make people's internet fix, well, fixes people's internet. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah, dude, he'll fix your internet and then come in Discord and just call you a dirty, dirt like call you <laughs> nasty names, but still fix your internet for you. <laughs> dude's a legend. <laughs> Yeah, so I think a lot of people who listen to this might know what a server is, but have never heard of proxies, except for when they want to watch Netflix uh, uh, content that is behind, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, a country restriction thingy. So how exactly does it work? You buy a server, and then what happens? So yeah, we we have all these servers. Most of them are Azure servers, so they're reasonably cheap, and they are you pay the amount of CPU and traffic that you put on it. Um, what but, is CPU? Uh, like computer cycles. So ah, like okay, how, okay, okay. How much? How much your your uh, your service thinking? Okay, <laughs> I got it. So um, we have a bunch of those, uh, th and they're all networked together, so they all are able to communicate with each other. And the key there is that if you have a server, a game on a certain server, you maybe don't have a great ping direct to that server because your internet service provider just doesn't have a great route to that server. But you might have a great route to another server and that server has a great route to the server that the game's on. So you can go via that server. So when you see that that little thing that comes up when you open W3 Champions says optimizing flow or flow optimization, that is checking every single possible route in the in the system that could possibly happen. And it's seeing which one of these are actually better than just you going direct to that server. And then that sets it up for you. And Toxie set up Toxie. that whole system. Shout out Toxie. No, it's it's pretty crazy he did that. I was and, about and to I think... say, like, one guy did the calculations for all of that. So it doesn't matter from which country you lock in or from, uh, uh, from what region you lock in. This has been automated by Toxie, so it works for everyone. Yeah, and, and this is quite strange because, like, I think there are many um, large game developers who have nothing like this server infrastructure. Like, even really quite big-time developers who who they don't have this kind of proxy setup where like you can play globally and part of that reason is probably because they have 50 times as many players therefore they don't need to worry in. about it yeah, yeah, you don't need to <laughs> regional matchmaking is fine yeah but but like for us where this is a problem we had to solve otherwise i don't know if the ladder would really work in the long term right but it's uh it's a nice thing for games that have 6,000 population to reach out to be like, this is viable. Now we make something that could be viable there. And even if you are bigger, you just need regional matchmaking. There's still a reason you'd want good global, you know, routes. Yeah. And, and some of these, some of these servers are just like free wins or like a free lunch for a large company. Cause like, I think some of them are like $10 a month and that's nothing when it comes to like blizzard size, you know? Yeah. So, but we should talk about, it because as you said, most of the Azure servers are cheap. 
the yeah. vast majority of our server cost comes from, uh, God, how am I, how am I, are we allowed to talk about the great firewall? Like it's difficult to, <laughs> yeah, get yeah, to sure. you, yeah. you can, you can talk whatever you want, man. You can, do, we can do everything here. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the tricky thing is that to you, probably the average person knows that there are effectively two internets in the world. There's China's internet and then everybody else's internet. And I guess Iran has its own internet as well, but you, uh, you need something that gets you over that wall. And there's not very many internet service providers that do it. And I don't think, I don't know if the Chinese government is really happy that the service, it's like something they allow to exist, mm-hmm. you know, quietly. And so we pay top money in order to get that route through that firewall. And that is the expensive one. And we have two main routes. One goes from Moscow to Beijing and the other one goes from I can't remember if it's Shanghai or Beijing to Tokyo, I think. And they are optimized routes for these internet service providers. And they are what really makes it possible to play games with China. And they are, I think, something like 60, 65, maybe 70% of our server costs. I think maybe a bit less now because Flux, who actually looked at the, the costings and saw that one of them was really not pulling its weight for the amount we were paying. So he canceled that one. Yeah, but but we had to because the costs were so high. I mean, two servers yeah. out of 30 is well more than half. Yeah. And that's that's the pain. But that also, I mean, proportional to the amount of people who play Warcraft 3, that also seems about right because there are just so many players in China who play Warcraft 3. Yeah. yeah. So. But Nia, I mean, here's another example of how we're like a volunteer project as opposed to a real business. Like you were paying for our servers out of your dream hack money in 2021 it's funny like i don't even know are you do you pay our servers now in 2022 or yeah, yeah, yeah we we talked about it once to maybe stop it but i thought okay whatever man we'll just 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 keep it going keep it going thank you dude you're the best it, it's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, i don't it's, even know you know like it just goes it's to thousands show you. at this point <laughs> that neo is given w2 champions it's, yeah, it's big, just so necessary like what would our channel be without that infrastructure right so i need you uh, you, I don't know if you need me to advertise and stuff, but but you I benefit a lot from from what you guys are doing there. So it's it's uh, it's a pleasure to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I mean, we got, yeah, we're, I mean, we're in it together. <laughs> yeah, without that money, probably I don't know if we could make China happen. It probably would just be too expensive. Yeah, yeah. I remember that it was a big discussion at the very beginning when we were just about to launch the servers. Um, like, how many can we afford and is it really necessary to have server number 12 or whatever? It's like, don't, don't think about that. Just build, build something really, really cool. And then I think we went from 12 servers to 30 now or something. It's, uh, yeah, it was, crazy. I think it's, what is it? 26 now? Something like that. Maybe yeah. Something like that. Fluxy's removed it. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big network. And it was, it was really quite a strange learning experience because, I mean, I didn't know nearly as much as I do now about like the world's internet infrastructure. Like, you know, I I didn't know that certain areas just can't connect to certain areas very easily, even if they're geographically pretty close. And so we learned a lot about routes and all these sort of things. And and this kind of stuff I thought would be quite valuable to big game developers, but I don't know if maybe it's difficult for them to work with China anyway. So I don't know. Yeah, it's also pretty. Uh, this is what I heard once. I don't know. It's a rumor. Don't don't. Uh, take it for granted but i heard that it's kind of complicated to rent stuff in russia as well that was even before the whole war thing um that is of course even more complicated now so for for a huge company that might be an obstacle that they can't get servers wherever they want but yeah i really don't know about that 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what it's like now, but before everything happened with Russia, it was it was really strange how patchy their their infrastructure across that the country was. Like, for example, you know the Vladiv- Vladivostok is that how you mm-hmm. say it? The, yes. Right, right in the east, that has like pretty good connections to like Japan and Korea, but it has really terrible connections to China, and then it has really? like. I think so, yeah, and I think it has quite poor connections to even central Russia, and so yeah, there, there were situations where because I think um, X3 Demon he lives there, right? Or well, at least in that region. I know that Sheik lives there. Yeah, and I, th- I yeah, think there were some players who were who were saying like, like so in some cases it was better to route them like via Japan or something, and <laughs> wow. so it was, it was pretty crazy. Uh, I think we did manage to find like some route where you can go like via Korea to central Russia or something. And these these are the strange, crazy things where you, it just doesn't make any sense, but that's just how it's set up. And by trial and error, we found a bunch of these routes. So, yeah. Yeah. So for everybody who has no idea about how this routing works, the internet doesn't go through the air uh, from from one spot to another, but there are cables in the ground and below the sea and everything, and you have to find the best routes however that works right something along those lines yeah I'm not sure how interesting that is to the average warcraft 3 yeah just, there you just go. yeah yeah something <laughs> like that um, it's interesting to me <laughs> for sure for sure i saw all the graphs and all the the maps and stuff it was uh, quite interesting to follow even though i don't understand shit about this so uh, it, was, it was quite a wild ride to two years ago i think so Seth, what made you really happy recently about War Three champions oh it's gonna be more absolute boring stuff but <laughs> I managed to fix the launcher. So the launcher had been broken for about six months. We could not add an update to it. And this is because of like validation stuff in Windows. Like you just can't, it's like, you, it's not a trustworthy thing. And you need to, you need Microsoft to be aware that you are like an organization that is publishing software. And so we had to go through that process of becoming verified by Microsoft. And then now probably in the last month or so, players might have realized that the launcher can be updated again. So that was an incredibly satisfying update to get that out, so we'd actually change the launcher. And these are the kind of things because that took like a month of work between me and Abe, and and it's it probably has very little impact on the average player, but <laughs> it was really satisfying to get that fixed. Is that a coincidence that Microsoft is about to buy Blizzard and now you all get, <laughs> get recognized? Maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it is a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, it's completely. <laughs> Considering the long, horrible phone calls that I just sat on. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you had to. Because yeah. Floss is in America, it was convenient for him to talk to these validation places in America. So oh. he's on the call talking to people, like saying, Yeah, I am a real person. And I do live <laughs> in a real place. So you actually do some work, Floss. Yeah, as little as I can. It always <laughs> seems the shit rolls to the bottom, though. You know? <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing a lot in the chat. Like, Abaninsky was like, you there, Floss? you there? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, no, the code's gone. Oh, yeah, I know that, the two-factor stuff. And yeah. Um, so I think we noticed that when the launcher update got out, but it wasn't really communicated too much that we patched too... 0.192 or something and that caused the desyncs for like two weeks and stuff and now now everything is fixed and the automated update is working again yeah that was a problem is we couldn't we couldn't force everyone to this to the new version until we got this signing fixed and then so that was a really satisfying thing to fix 
all those desyncs keeps happening. And everyone's like, oh no, the desyncs are back. It's like, <laughs> no, it's just a silly little bug. We'll fix it soon. Sorry. <laughs> we all burn child with desyncs. Shout out to Moon and Thorzane. Yeah, I was about um, to do that as well. <laughs> so now that we talked about the good stuff that happened, what are, apart from the uh, Chinese server money situation, the problems you currently face? Any thoughts, Floss? You know, I'm always up here kind of bitching about how moderation, but moderation seems to be okay. Like 4v4 is behaving themselves like relatively well. Um, yeah, moderation is probably a big challenge because, I mean, it's just a job that you burn out on. Like nobody can do it forever. Floss did it for a long time. Miyagi did it for a long time and stopped and then he started again. And he's he's like pulling the weight on that. He's also looking for any like it's new hard to moderate, and yet you still see the same troll. It must be easier to troll for four years long than to, than to moderate. Yeah, I mean, you, you, when you it see how much it burns out, tired of that too. Yeah, you would think they would get burned out of just flaming people every day, <laughs> but no, apparently not. But yeah, so but no, no I'm pretty, I think W three. Look, I think it's all in a cool spot. It's cool that we should move on to talking about like Blizzard. Touching the game. You wait, know? wait a second. Wait, a second. Wait, 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 wait. One, one second. If uh, people hear this now and they want to help and they want to sign up for becoming a moderator or review reports, where can people sign up and find you? Best person to talk to is Miyagi or Floss, who probably will direct you to Miyagi. Nope, Miyagi. <laughs> He's burned out of even talking to people who want to moderate now. <laughs> hopefully hopefully okay let's let's talk blizzard then we all got the news uh two weeks ago three weeks ago something along those lines that battle.net is finally getting rank play so this is basically fixing the flaw uh where war three champions is coming from because war three champions only exists because there was no rank play at the reforge launch so will you call it quits now so can I just say, overall, I am happy. I think it's a positive thing. It's just so funny that they came in and pushed a ladder, you know, <laughs> like of all the things to do is like, that's, we're cool there, but that's the world we live in, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know when I was, I was listening to your last podcast episode and I pretty much agree with everything you said, you know, it's like, it's just that, that, that was an old thing that was done before that they're now just sort of the new team has picked up and gone okay well this is pretty much done so we'll we'll finish this off and put it out totally yeah yeah it makes sense and i do think it is a good thing like battle.net needs a ladder that's why wc champions exist because there needs to be a ladder and i don't i don't think it'll hurt wc champions i think it's a good thing that you know battle.net players have a ladder now that'll keep them in the ecosystem and potentially bring more people in the ecosystem you know even if if all this does is it adds more people to Battle.net, that's still a huge benefit to everyone because that's more players who'll be watching streams, who'll be maybe contribute to prize pools, watching back to Warcraft. You know, it's all it's all good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. And to the like very narrow, unnuanced question of, you know, should people play at Bnet? Honestly, until Bnet has better servers, Zoom support, and a better map pool, it doesn't really matter that they launch a ladder. So it's like great keep trying and good for you and i'm super happy you're here but it doesn't affect w3c in my mind not right now at least yeah if you are a battle net player and you're watching this and you know that w3 champions exists 
I wouldn't necessarily say you have to play WT Champions. Like, it's not wrong that you play Battle.net. It's just I would recommend you try it and see if those features are important. Way better. Because <laughs> it's just way better, dude. Like, it's simple as that. Are you thinking I get it, about though, a like... certain someone? But the reason, you know, so of a reason that comes up frequently that people don't play on W3 Champions is because they feel that they're a noob and they're going to get stomped. And I actually think that's that should not be the reason you don't come to W3C because the matchmaking is so much better on W3 Champions. Like, sure, you'll lose 10 games and you'll get down to 800. And look, if you're losing a lot at the beginning, it's not because the players are better than you. It's You're a noob, dude. You just started. Like, play some games. It'll be fine. Um, and you'll get better. You'll get better opponents on W3C. I'm ranting. It's cool. Yeah, it's 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 tricky because I know that on Battle.net sometimes, like because there's so little matchmaking, the the experience for a new player is they join and they have very inconsistent games. So they might have a game where they completely destroy an opponent, even if they're quite new, or they might have a game where you know someone like Krav is grinding the PTR and just like stomps on them, you know? And so it can, it can go either way for them, you know? And so it's, it's a hard sell on WT Champions because it's like, you're probably going to lose the first seven games, but then after that, they're all going to be quite good. And that's quite a hard sell to somebody just to say, just take it seven games lost streak and you'll be fine. <laughs> that's a hard sell. I can yeah. appreciate that. But WC3, if you choose it, you choose a life of pain. So I guess you self-select for it. But it's also yeah. quite beautiful if you get out of that that slump, that eighteen hundred region. If you have oh, that, yeah. oh yeah, that, oh that, man, it's first win streak, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's true, and you. It's not like you you only are happy if you're eighteen hundred MMR and above. Like, there's there's so many layers to this game. And I thought you were about to say like, there's plenty of people over 1,800 who aren't happy. That's <laughs> it. Dude, when Side comes into gym and I all someone will make some comment about, man, I suck this game, I'm so unhappy, and Side be like, me too, and he actually means it, it's like, first of all, it's like, fuck you, Side, <laughs> the nicest person in all of the scene. But second, it's like, that hurts, dude. You're so good. Every Like, the way you play the game is literally beautiful and you don't derive joy from it. But obviously he does like he's being, he's joking. Did you ever think that naming it war three champions was a mistake because that might keep people away because they think that was, it's elite. That was before all of us, right? That was yeah. I mean, it was past legacy. And I think, I think it like it did help like, because it had that association, that legacy, you know, people, people know who pad was, people knew who W3 arena was, people knew, you know, that he was legit. <laughs> That he was actually a help to the community, so that probably helped a lot. But I, I do remember probably like a year and a half now. There was a very serious talk about should we rebrand, <laughs> because there is like a serious thought that like you got to be a champion to play. But yeah, was there any alternative name already floating around? No, that probably was why it never got rebranded. Uh, we never had a better also, one. Also, <laughs> this conversation was really probably two years ago at this point. Like, there's been yeah. we've thought of this. So I can't, if there were, I can't remember them. Yeah, it's such the a... other reason is because we wanted the website. I think I think it was a website issue too. But yeah, that's think... that's uh, that's off off camera talk. Oh, okay, yeah, it's, okay. It's just because Pat owned the website, and I think he went AFK for a little while. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, get get. But he he does reply. I don't think we've needed to talk to him yeah, about anything. Yeah, dude. He, time, I mean, but... he he's still in the scene. Like when a patch hits, W three booster is there the next day. You know, he yeah. he's around. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't owe the project any more of his time, but he'd be welcome uh, to if he wanted to. But. Yeah, he's great. Am you for naming World of Champions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely is. Um, then last week, 
we heard that there is a person responsible for the team now, whatever the Warcraft 3 team at Blizzard is, and that is Holly Longdale, uh, also responsible for the World of Warcraft team, either classic or fully responsible for World of Warcraft. We really don't know too much. Yeah. Did Holly reach out to you yet? Nope. <laughs> Not heard anything from Holly Longdale. <laughs> Did anyone else reach out from Blizzard to you guys? Nope. Not heard anything. <laughs> yeah, our efforts are we've tweeted at them um, and we've tried we contacted, to find contacts. Yeah. Contacted the surface area of Blizzard, but right, can't right. penetrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's uh yeah, I guess what everybody expected, but it's also so sad at the same time cuz uh they probably could get great advice f when it comes to like matchmaking and especially if they would like to introduce new servers, you could be of great help. Yeah, I mean, I we would hand over a lot of free work to Blizzard if they asked, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, guys, hit yeah. them up. Yeah. At War 3 Champions on Twitter and get that free work. Totally. <laughs> Take advantage of all the all the information gathering we did for Flow and stuff like that, yeah. Well, has, has there been any traction? You know, like, it seems like people, has anyone gotten through? I yeah, made it else? to a community manager. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm a bit cynical about the community managers of Blizzard. I think they're a bit, um, I don't know, like they, they don't have a lot of freedom. I don't have a lot of pull yeah. either, right? <laughs> I don't want to say that. I don't know. <laughs> but but it seems like they are very, um, they're on a short leash, the, the community managers of Blizzard. Yes. Yeah. So regarding Holly Longdale, though, Seth had mentioned that the idea that perhaps this was a misattribution at from yeah. Quick. Like, yeah, just because Warcraft is under the Warcraft franchise, like, that's how they're framing stuff. Like, Holly Longdale won't know what a... I don't know, but Seth surmised that Holly Longdale won't know what a headhunter is, for instance. Maybe so, not. Um, that's not to say that she couldn't get the job done. I'm sure that... She, but probably, if we even got to Holly Longdale, the route would be, can you direct us to the correct person? Just yeah, because... I, she I mean, does, she's she does World of Warcraft. That's totally yeah. She does World of Warcraft Classic, and I I knew who she was before this tweet because I play uh, the Burning Crusade Classic, and I she she was came first on my radar when she was announcing all the features to like Burning Crusade Classic. So she's been on that World of Warcraft Classic team for quite a while. Um, I don't know if maybe there was some restructuring where they gave like the Reforged project to the WoW team, like to just to give it to somebody, you know, just for it to exist somewhere. Right, and so that, no longer classics. So then the titles from classics have to go under different umbrellas. So Warcraft 3 obviously goes to Warcraft. I yeah, guess, I mean... Is the thought there. The way it works in tech companies is there has to be people who own a project, you know. And even if that project is completely dead, if there is some emergency fix that you need, somebody in that company has to be responsible for it, you know. And, and I suspect what happened is when they disbanded the team, they just shuffled things around and... Reforged happened to go under the same umbrella that Holly Longdale controls. And so I know there's speculation that maybe there's like contractors working on Reforged now or something, but you know, I think maybe she's the contact for them, perhaps. So yeah. What would be an indicator that there is a contracted studio working on Warcraft instead of an actual team at Blizzard? Because um what's his name? 
the guy who was CEO before, president before, G, G. He, he said something to that effect at BlizzCon, right? He said, oh. we're looking for teams um, for Warcraft 3, right? I can't remember the exact quote now. I could find it, but... Uh, oh, that, that was the same interview where he said uh, that action will speak louder than words, and then they disappeared for one and a half years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that interview. Yeah, I remember now. But yeah. Okay, so uh, that's that's kind of sad, of course. Yeah. Uh, that let's, nobody let's call it overall positive, but you know, like, don't get your hopes up. Is all I would tell people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, like at it's least, on us. It always has been. It's fine. At least we have two Twitter accounts now that that we can yell at. It's Quick uh. and uh, and Holly. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so actually, it's a good segue, right? Because if we require, I think, is it fair to say that? eventually down the road for Warcraft 3 to survive, there would have to be pa- like patches yeah. to change balance. Whatever the cadence of that is, it has to exist. And it's and so everyone's like, well, if Blizzard doesn't touch the game, W3C should do balance patch, which honestly sounds like the least pleasant experience <laughs> for whoever owns that project in the whole world. But I think we've come up, and Seth, is, Seth should talk about it, just the, the implementing balance patch as custom games, there's a lot you can do with that, which is really cool. And then could even tie into if someone could talk to Blizzard, be like, hey man, here are some changes that everyone is would be cool with. Like, here's your free win. Take it, you know. But Seth, yeah. talk about a talk about uh custom games or anything from that. Custom well, this came off, off of a rather boring but important project, which was making it really easy to add maps to flow. So that's what happened is Abe had done a load of work behind the scene to really make it so that all you have to do to add a map now is drag and drop it onto onto a website for us in the admin panel. And what and, was the process before? Uh, the process before was a right mess. You had to uh, you had to use a tool that generated like a checksum for the map and then put it into the correct format, which is a JSON if you're technically inclined. And then you had to upload that to GitHub. And then once you'd done that, you'd have to change some things hard-coded in, in the matchmaking system. Oh, and then you would have to upload that map itself to a different project, which is the update service, which is where you get all the download stuff, you know, all the launcher downloads, everything. Oh, it was a huge mess. But then it automated all that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is why people would say, can you add a map to Flow? And it's like, it better be good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now that's easy. We can just add uh, maps to Flow and it takes rip, two minutes. Rip Frostcraft, rip Banjo Ball. Can I... Uh, yeah. We got to get to the gossip session of this thing. Later, too, later, long. later. We, we talk about but, custom balance first. You yeah, but, no, but I just say Sock Puppet. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, Sock just, puppet, just the said, like, Banjo Ball, Banjo Ball. You can kill Banjo Ball. Like, thanks for trying, guys. <laughs> wow. I didn't know about that book. <laughs> but yeah, so because we added that whole map pipeline, it was really easy for us to add these fantasy patches. And I think there's three fantasy patches on there now. There's Remo Craft, of course, which uh, Paz made. There's uh, Grubby Craft, which I think, was it Care? Or yeah, one of Care, the guys, Care, Care, yeah, Care. One of the guys in the map in Discord made, and there was another one I added, but I can't remember what it was. There is a s- s- Shape Craft or Star Shape Craft? Yeah, Star Shape Craft, actually. Yeah. yeah, that was it, yeah. And so it's quite easy for us to add these fantasy balance patches now. I still not see my Cephic Craft, though. Right, yeah. I have to make that myself. <laughs> map community, please give this man his map. But yeah, that's that's the funny thing about WWE Champions is none of us in the main team know how to do anything with maps. Funny, <laughs> you wouldn't expect it, but none of us know how to use the maps. <laughs> but you implemented Zoom and the creep kill indicator and all that stuff. 
Yeah, but the the funny thing is, we use some we used a tool from the Hive to do that. So we don't edit the maps. We we automate that, and that tool just does it for us now. <laughs> so so we can edit that tool a bit, maybe within reason, to do some simple things. But I made those cre- I made those creep packs back like a long time ago. That's that's the extent of my knowledge within the editor. Yeah, I made a I made a map a, a while ago stuff. called Creepcraft where. You won the game by creeping more than that. half. I asked you to make that. It's on Echo Isles. We played it. I definitely played that with you. You get points for the creeps on the map. Yeah, you, you have yeah. to creep more than half of the the creeps to win. I thought it was a cool game mode. Smart, yeah. It's a little Heroes of the Stormy mm. when it comes to win objectives, I guess. But back to the custom balance. What would you say, like, when should we implement it? When would you be inclined to implement it? Um, how long? An, an actual patch, you mean? An yeah, actual yeah, yeah. balance patch? In a War 3 Champions, like, not the any, not, ladder. Not, not talked about, like, not even really talked about. Blizzard's yeah, I touching think... the game right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, the if, game right now. if that never happens, if uh, the mid of June never happens and they stay silent for a- another X amount of time. So starting now, we don't get the patch that's promised and we never hear from Blizzard again? Oh, it would have to be like three years, I think, before we would consider that. I'd put it at I'd put it at a year personally, but that's also that's also because they said a patch was coming. Like this is pure speculation to the point of not even like it's who cares? They said a patch. But, is but coming, we were at so. a year in April already, and that is when I started to think like we have to at least start thinking about it, and we have to start brainstorming about it because a if they come along and do want to balance something then we have something prepared and if not at some point we have to do it ourselves like age of empires did and like dawn of war did before uh well then i think the the useful conversation to have is forget when to pull the trigger but if that comes what is the community process for coming to consensus on a balance patch and i have some ideas about how that could be um yeah and and that that has to happen either way whether Blizzard or W3 Champions yeah. implements it. And that we haven't solved that problem yet. So <laughs> I wouldn't rule it out totally that, that this is a possibility down the road. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what StarCraft 2 did, right? They they all came together and discussed and said, this is a better balance than what we currently have. And they presented that to Blizzard and Blizzard created the patch. I that's just my f- understanding of what happened in StarCraft 2. In my opinion, the first step would be establishing a body that we could call representative of the Warcraft 3 committed community. I think that's the first step. So you have to define, I think, where you start is who's in the room, right? Must be, um, it, it must be a shadow regime, right? No, Nobody is allowed to know who's in. Well, some votes will be worth more than others. Let's put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put someone in and just listen to them rant just so they can be there. But no Well, I, I actually, <laughs> this process, truly, I have given a lot of thought about, not specifically for how Warcraft 3 would balance patch, but in my mind, if the Warcraft 3 community were to run itself, including running W3 Champions, if the current team set it aside, which... I'm the. I will say that the rest of the team doesn't think like this because they're like, I'll never give W three. I'll always work for it. I love it. You know what I mean? But like, I'm like, all right, guys, let's. But what if you know? So I have thought about this a lot. Um, and process is interesting. We could go into it, but I think it. I don't know, is it boring or is it? I, what's I, I more interesting? In you know, let me put you on the spot. Who is in the community council? Give me ten names right now, all with equal voting power. 
with equal voting power. Yes. With wanted- one with one like shaman, if you will, like a speaker for the house type of guy. Well, I would just put me in charge and that's it. I agree. I could give you a speech. What? You would put yourself there with no one else? Yes, of You're course. You're kidding. No. You're kidding. No, I got my... my, my wow, my Remo's in I'm ruins here. right now. Yeah, well... <laughs> Remo got a broken freaking leg. He can't do anything. I just run away from him. I don't care. Uh, it's, it's really tough. I really don't want to... You guys, of course... I'll take it because um, we're here. Yeah, well, we can. If, yeah. if there's only ten spots, we'll take three seats. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're a majority floss? <laughs> I would definitely put Helpstone in. Uh, I would yep. probably also put Save Orcas in. Uh, okay, that's six. Grubby, of course. Seven has to be in. Um, are we talking user generated content as well, like the the entirety of Warcraft? No, to me, it's the melee scene. Okay, melee scene. Competitive scene. I probably want like some of Lawlia, TH, and Fly in there. They represent a huge amount of influence in China. <laughs> influence, yes, but do they have the right calls? And are they still objective? Or can I don't know? Makes makes it a lot harder. I don't think I would have uh, would like to have an active player on the council. No active player. They'll yeah, be centering was... competition. Yeah, yeah. So here's a cool idea. If you are the current W3 Champions season belt holder, you have a vote within the council. <laughs> yeah. So, so we spicy. get acolytes that can't die and get engines of wars that can't creep. That's hard. Yeah, I mean, dude, I feel like every conversation about Warcraft 3 should talk about how unbelievably good Happy is. He's so dominant. It's crazy. Got a yeah. in there somewhere. Uh, He's not that good at giving balance advice, though. So. <laughs> But it's, You're it's great. Undead, dude. You're an it's so good that he does this though. It's so good that he is like god tier at the game and then has terrible ideas for balance yeah. because it proves a point that top players don't necessarily know how to do game design. Like, exactly. There are some top players, I think, who are pretty good at game design. They offer some pretty good ideas. And I think Grubby happens to be one of them. But like I don't think those two skill sets are necessarily the same. Like you could be good at one and good at the other, or they're completely independent. Yeah, I think Happy proves that. <laughs> thankfully, what about a spot for like a uh, Warcraft Three community darling, like Monk or someone like that? Oh man, I, I, I don't know if there is a little bit of bias now because would he like Warcraft to succeed? That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. They are. Con- What's sad is Warcraft 3 is not a competitor to Stormgate, so I think we're fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> I so. Yeah, Bob would, of course, be ideal yeah. uh, for all this. But there's there's many good people, and I think a lot of people wouldn't like to be exposed to the community, and so we have to keep it secret who's in it not. But I think the best example is the map-making community already, because for years people said it's impossible to create balanced maps and we will never or, or should never touch the maps we got. And now, a couple of years later, we know how shit the old maps were and how amazing something like Tidehunters is. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, shout out to the map makers because I think I said this a long time ago. This was like a long time before we were expecting any balance patches, but I, I kind of brought the point that you could potentially perfectly balance Warcraft 3 by never changing any of the stats for any of the units. You could just make different maps. You just make a map pool that that is perfect for competition. And I don't know if that exists or if it's reasonably possible for humans to do that, but the map makers have been, I think, 
producing a map pool that is improving sort of the competitive nature over time. Like they obviously they have to work within the current meta of or the current balance state, but I think they've been doing a good job. I yeah, I like mean, new maps. That's what StarCraft did for years, and this could definitely be done. Like, if you see that fast expansion is getting too powerful, then make the creeps harder or put the expansion further away, right? That's that's the way to balance. That's just the first idea on the top of my head, but mm. that would be a way to do it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would say in StarCraft's case, what that kind of happened was they just came across a way that all maps had to be, and it's my pet peeve that StarCraft maps are incredibly boring. But there we go. <laughs> I can't argue with you because I don't know shit about StarCraft. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we have to touch a topic, guys, and that's not a pleasant one. Automated tournaments. What's up there? Yeah, automated tournaments. So to give a bit of context on what, what, what the state of it was, like when it was last touched, it was mostly made by Gab. So Gab was like, I'm going to pick up this as a project. So I'm going to start working on it. A was. Oh, you mean well, not, start, Gab started long time then, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was probably December twenty twenty twenty. December twenty twenty, I would say. Yeah, this was even before Flow, I think, right? Or at least, I can't remember. Uh, as Flow was coming around, and there was like a, a hype amount of activity because of Flow, and 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 that was started, and Gab got it to like a state where it it sort of you call it in software the happy path, which means like as long as nobody presses the wrong button or like tries to break it, it'll work. And so he, I, maybe there's some people who might watch this who were in a test tournament that we did with about 16 players. I was. And yeah, there you go. And so you, you saw that state of it and it, and it kind of worked, but even in that test state where Gab specifically said, don't break anything, please. We're just trying to test that everything works properly. That still did break. So there's, a lot to do to pull that all together. And also something that maybe isn't appreciated in software is that when you're making it like that, it it only works for just that case. It only works for 1v1 with that map pool, you know, and you have to set the time. We've got nothing for setting times of dates of tournaments or anything like that. So you have to add all that stuff around it. And you, it's invisible to the player, but it has to be there. Otherwise, all you ever get is a 1v1 tournament that starts at 6 p.m. That's all you ever get. So you have to add all these things, and that is the bit that hasn't been done on automated tournaments. So there is, we could potentially turn a tournament on and get it to go, but yeah, right. there's a lot of stuff. And so what happened is Gabe got Gab got a promotion, so he's balling, and then Abe picked it up, but then Abe got a new job, and so he's balling. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just like Abe, I will say the owner, it, the project does have an owner. Abe feels that he is responsible for it. And you know, Abe, Abe's a dude, like if he could find a weekend to just work, it'll probably be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. That dude is, we got some God tier programmers on the team, you know? It's just a matter of get it there. It's yeah, It still surprises me. Sometimes he's like, right, I'm going to work on this project. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I look forward to seeing that. And then the next day he's like, there it is. It's on there. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's how we get things like, you know, the map pipeline that took him like two days or whatever. But like, the thing is that we, we have to set things up as well. So coming back to automated tournaments, one of the features I've been working on recently is like a rules and permissions system for the, the back end of the system. So like moderators can do certain things, data scientists can do certain things. And this rules and permission system will tie into the tournaments. So the fact that it's there beforehand and working means tournaments will work better because then we can give people in the community the permission to create tournaments and you know decide what the map pool will be decide when it happens all these sort of things so there was a lot of like background work as well to 
to do things to make sure that tournaments was in a mature state when it's finished because you kind of you kind of want to to be exactly like it was on Battle.net back in the day and to get to that point there's like a load of back end stuff to do and i now that we start on like a project like this it gives me so much appreciation for what was done in the original Warcraft 3 20 like, years. i don't think i don't think there was anything with that feature set at that time was there like it's crazy what was done in the original Battle.net to me. Yeah, I don't follow other games too closely because I'm too busy with Warcraft, but does StarCraft 2 have automated tournaments? And Age of Empires, do they have automated tournaments? I don't, I don't think so. I think StarCraft 2 has automated tournaments. I don't know if... I think, didn't Age of Empires say they were going to have automated tournaments? It's like a roadmap feature, I think, maybe. Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. I think they just introduced ladder, right? So give them some time. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, shout out if you need some help there. <laughs> But um, yeah. So, and, and and just to hype up Storm uh, Stormgate for a minute, I think James Anhalt and the Stormgate team was the one who pretty much made the original Battle.net happen, as I understand Ooh. it. Like he he made all that cool stuff work. You know the actual logic of it all. So cool that you know Stormgate got him. <laughs> Speaking of Stormgate, guys, did uh, Frost Giant reach out to you? I yeah, think I, 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 I saw on, on your, on your uh, I, I saw in the uh, the interview that uh, I can't remember. If it, I can't remember. I don't want to like cause a drama, but I can't remember if it was you or Grubby where they said that they were talking to W three champions. It was the Grubby it's, interview. Yeah, yeah, it's Grubby interview. Yeah, I, I, at the start of that sentence, I was like, oh no, I think it was Grubby actually. But, yeah, <laughs> totally fine. I listened it, um, and I tweeted it, so yeah. Shut up. Yeah, and yeah, Monk in particular was quite helpful in in getting us talking to some people in Frost Giant. And uh, yeah, they they, are, they were interested in what WC Champions has done. And, and it's really cool because they are in a unique position to know pretty much exactly technically what WC Champions have done. And I don't think maybe anyone else, apart from maybe specific people in the Warcraft 3 community, technically understand what is involved in WC Champions and those guys do. So even people who weren't in Frost Giant, who explosive people would just get in touch to say, good job with what you did. It's pretty cool. So yeah, and and that was part of what Frost Giant did. We had a had a cool call with them where we talked about some cool stuff that you know that we were doing. That was way before they had anything to show, or they weren't going to tell us anything. But, yeah, and uh, and it would have been great to work with them, but I don't think I don't think um, they were in any state to to be contracting us or anything like that. And I don't think we were in any state to offer those kind of services either. So. But finally, some recognition from a company in Irvine. Just the wrong address. But it's yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. We're getting we're getting closer and closer, everybody. So it's cool, cool to see that. And yeah. I think I, I hope honestly, as they progress on with development, because I probably don't think they're in the state where they're thinking about those features yet. They're probably not like it's not like they're not going to do it, and it's not like it's not going to be good. It's just that that comes at the end of development. Yeah. You know, you need your game to work before you can start making a ladder for it. You know. So maybe when they get to that stage, they'll be asking us more questions and asking us for some advice. Maybe on, I think probably like the server structure might be the most valuable thing we could talk yeah, about. Yeah, Monk is part of GNL, dude. You know, yeah. he's in the gym Discord all the time. The lines are open. Like, uh, he's yeah. a good player too. He he got he got a good head on his shoulder. So I'm excited for that game. Like you know, he's being very thoughtful about it. Yeah, at, at least from what they. Tell us that it all sounds very, very promising. Yeah, but similar. And so I know because 
I actually don't know exactly how big their team is, but he's mentioned, uh, someone from the org has mentioned in a number of things like, realize that we're a small shop. You know, we're focused on just this game, not the future, not the rollout. Like we're focused on the game right now because we're a small shop. So that's very different from a blizzard or something. And I, yeah, yeah. now that I have a new job where I work with, you know, I was higher number 12. I get like, you can be very talented and have very big ideas and ability to execute even, but there's scaling issues because there's only so much things that 14 people can do. Yeah, I think they're at 50 now, roundabout, plus a couple That's of freelancers great. here and there. That's great. Good for them, dude. Office space looks nice. <laughs> yeah, it looks You've nice. I hope, I hope one day we get to visit there. If yeah. nothing else, that would be great to visit that. But, yeah, guys, a little... Yeah, long. remember... So remember when we were talking about going to BlizzCon, meeting all of yeah. BlizzCon? Now it's going to happen at Ra Ra Land, you know? Like, yeah. community makes it happen. Exactly, as so often. But Floss, you're not coming, hey? I got a five-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, dude. Like, it's, I have five my life is not my own. It's just, I wish, dude. I really want to be there. But you have a but wife as well. I do have a wife. Yeah, she, can take, she can take care for the weekend. Arnold, did, did you sell all the tickets out already? Did, aren't well, they, they all gone? They're still viewer tickets. And of course, you would get the VIP treatment from me. (laughs) (laughs) You sneak me in. Remo as the bouncer and his broken cast and his leg (laughs) with a cast. Like, get out of my way, fool. I'm coming in. (laughs) Um, The velvet rope there. I know you're kind of short on time here today, I think. But is there anything you guys can can promise us? Or What are you working on at the moment? What's what's the near future? Except... uh, automated tournaments down the road and maybe the achievement system that you kind of leaked here already. Yeah. um, I'm hoping by the end of this season, it'll be finished. I think it probably will be. We're going to do a whole new portrait system. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, We're going to be doing like new icons, um, sort of making it like adding more extra icons to the, like more wins to get more icons. There's going to be a, an icon for all wins, going to be some special icons as well. So, yeah, a lot more icons, hopefully. That will come out with the patch, I'm hoping. And I know that Abedinsky at the moment is working on the Flow TV integration. And I know I said, like, working on it. Like, he he's had it on the list for a while, but he has actually started working on it now. So that's hopefully going to be in the next few weeks. You'll see that actually, a little TV icon in the corner there that you can click on. And you don't have to then download the 30 third party program that Flux made and do it manually. So you should be able to then watch Flow TV games in the browser and there should hopefully be some kind of UI to sort them and see what's going on. Oh, so, yeah. It would be such a dream to have it in game and like sort by MMR or whatever it is. Yeah, and that and talking about automated tournaments, that's like another one of those things where if you do that before you do automated tournaments, you make automated tournaments better because then people can watch automated tournament games with Flow TV, which would be cool. All right. Is there anything else um, apart from like coding that you're kind of working on or do you want to approve at the moment? Or are you looking for people currently for any kind of tasks? Yeah, we mentioned earlier, I think looking for moderators, that would be a big help. But anyone who, who wants to code as well is welcome to talk to us. Um, just come to Discord and say hello to me or any of the staff, really. 
Is it fair to say just contributing to make sure that servers get paid for is also a totally acceptable way to contribute? Like, I was yeah, ab of course. about to lead into that because I did a little research. Um, there is a similar project to War 3 Champions that's called Slippy, and it's for Smash Bros. Melee. And I looked up the numbers, and where do I get them? Here. Uh, at Slippy, there's like 30,000 users on the Discord, so it's like three times as big as War 3 Champions is currently, at least from... Discord numbers, but they got 10 times as many Patreons as you guys have. Is that something that makes you wonder or a little jealous? <laughs> or is that something you like some best practice that they do you might want to copy for the near future, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, probably. Go ahead. So. I, feel, I, mean, so I was going to say, like, guy on the team. Yeah, we, we need marketing people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, when I was talk, shouting out Cage earlier, he's doing a bit of that stuff. Like, he's trying to pull things together and organize things, and that's what you kind of need. We need people who can take initiative, because the entire project is just, it's self-driven. So you join the project, and you're not going to get a boss who tells you you have to complete a task by a time. You just start picking stuff up to do. And the hardest people to find to do something like that are people who who are okay with joining a project and then telling other people to do stuff. That's that's what you kind of need sometimes. <laughs> you need, and, and I guess I kind of did a bit of that earlier on, and maybe I'm doing a bit less of that now. But you know, you just need to pull people together, and and it may seem like you're harassing them, but they appreciate it because the, the project gets better. And so, if you feel like you can just come in and yell at people, and yeah, yeah, that would be valuable as well. <laughs> Or moderation, as I said, would be really good. Or coding, or yeah. I mean, it's it's a celebration. Like we we enjoy the work that we do, and I really am glad for the people that I've met doing this. Yeah, and dude, you're going to Raw Raw Land. I am going to Raw Raw Land. Also, and I'm going to see some of those that, people. That's yeah. the same kid, same age as me, and yet he's going. Yeah. It's closer for you though. How far of a travel is it for you? It's only an hour and 45 minute yeah, flight. That's nice. Oh, and did you have this great, you had this sweet idea. You're like, honey, we're going to go on a vacation. And that <laughs> yeah, weekend, I tried I'm to sell that. Yeah. Two days later. <laughs> yeah, I tried to sell that, but no, it uh, didn't work. Ah. But it's fine. There's, there's other stuff for my wife and daughter to do that weekend. So you're, going, you're going yourself and she's staying behind? or? Yeah, I'm just going myself for a few days, yeah. It's going to be fun it's as hell, but I'm, I'm jealous. I'm for sure jealous. What's the dates again? Uh, it's September 29th to October 2nd. Yeah. I think we got players from all continents. Maybe Australia is missing, but we got oh. players from Africa. We got West Coast. We got East Coast. Th that makes me feel better. I'm booked for a a very cool course on the 29th, and I booked that course months ago. So that's good to know. Mm -hmm. that, that, so I wouldn't have been able to go. Look anyway. at this nerd rather educating himself instead of having fun and meet friends. I'll tell you what the course is off air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I will do something though at Rara Land, which is I don't know how this is gonna work currently, but if someone can like meet me in real life and I don't know, pass me their battle net tag on a piece of paper or something, I will give out some free icon for anyone who finds me at Rara Land. Yeah. Ooh. You're gonna wear your W three C shirt? Yeah, I'll wear that, yeah. The merch. The merch is fire, dude. This, thanks to you, Neil. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure I've said thank you before, but this thing is sick, dude. I love this. I yeah, I've got one of them as well. It... Just it's way too hot to wear. Yeah, you, you may have to edit this out. I don't see why you should, because I like it. But when you're when you're mirrored, W3C looks like Jew, which I <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like people have I don't know, I just everything about it I like. So it's probably my favorite jacket for that reason. 
I think we should have another round for the new members of the team for yeah. season 11, I guess. Because season finals are coming up. Uh, next week is the snapshot. And then probably yeah, one or good. two weeks after, we're going to have finals again. Looking forward to that. I've been tracking who's on the top of the leaderboard. Is there any new new entries who look like they're going to qualify for the first time? Um, I don't know yet. I was a little busy with Rara Land, <laughs> but I'm getting into it for the weekend to make sure there's no uh, sniping going on and, and wind trading going on. Oh, I'm going to go there. Oh, I see Foggy's up there. That'll be cool. Indeed. Haven't seen him in a while. He doesn't play yeah. our weeklies because it's too late for him kind of nerd is that uh but you guys are playing as well we touched upon it a little bit in the beginning gnl tell me everything about gnl go plus all right um gnl is a competitive league for newer not the below 1800 level players it's been going on in gym discord we're in our 10th season there's six teams you match people up along all spectrums of the MMR, but your match weeks during the week, all 1v1, are always against a similar level player. It's competitive. It's a goal of getting better. But more importantly is just hang out with your teams. People love it, dude. I mean, people, they're seven season veterans in. People, they're 10 season veterans in. Uh, so people really like to hang out and play Warcraft 3 and get better. And we got some celebs in chat. I mean, Side is a floating coach, Monk. Qbert, I mean, we got good players in there. We got sick coaches this season. Um, yeah. Spiral is new. Leon is new. Scription in there. Scription is in there. Exactly. That's that's a lot of a lot I, of great coaches. Neil, I assume Sithrin grabbed you again. I was actually in the draft, but I forgot. Then, then, dude, no, I'm with Wandu. I'm a Boshi monkey now. Oh, you're a Boshi monkey. Yeah. Kaiser's your boss. Don't Kaiser. don't worry, don't worry, because Kaiser will participate exactly four minutes a week so exactly. you don't have to deal with it very much i already mentioned to him like saying you all you have to do this season is to give me a pep talk once a week and then i'm good kaiser then yeah. go on to your japan life yeah, but yeah. yeah one two is my guy i'm in a team with Nuhiro, who's of course yeah uh, yeah we, we want to put him on team with you dear dear friend of the team and stuff so yeah gnl i already got so motivated just by seeing my team and hang out with new people. Seth, is it your first GNL season? It's the first time I'm a player, but I was a captain in the early days. I did the first four seasons as a captain, and I won two of those four. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, Seth, lucky charm. Seth and I know each other through Jim Discord. Um, yeah, that so Seth, Seth's met, yeah. like an OG Jim Discord dude. We, we look at this every now and then. It's like 2017 or something when Jim Discord was made. And I think both of us were in like the first 15 people to join. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. And I think just because we happened to have been there, StopClick just gave us moderators. <laughs> you kind of a coincidence that both of the projects that you're part of are very, very successful in the scene, eh? Yeah, well, we had to, we had, <laughs> we had to get Seth aboard, that's for sure. Like you said, he came later. We're like, yo, we need a problem solver. So we pulled Seth up. <laughs> You're pretty good at that. Uh, All right, one hour, ten minutes in. I think uh, this is my my topics. I guess if you guys want to say, I do. I don't. Oh, of course, he's waiting for that. All yeah, the gossip. I do <laughs> have to leave since, and you may have to edit this out. We'll see. Uh, you mentioned in moderator chat that Bidu is coming back to cast tonight. Yeah. 
Not at Back to Warcraft, though. Just to make that very, very clear. Yeah, it's on Carson's stream, right? He's on Carson's stream. He's not with us. Uh, yeah, I was uh, very surprised to see that. To say the least. Yeah. Well, I don't want to put you in an awkward spot because you had a professional relationship with him, too. And then we didn't. Yeah. It's yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I don't really know how to think, how to feel about that. Uh, at the moment, not too great, but we'll see. There's definitely second chances for everyone, and sometimes even third chances. We'll see how he handles it, I guess. But yeah, uh, I'll, I I'll definitely, say, I'll definitely tune in. You know. Yeah, I think it's a yeah, little late for me, but yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, for sure. Leaking moderators chat here. I thought that's a safe space, Floss. Oh, is that? Okay, 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 okay. Let's cut. Let's cut. Let's no, cut. No, no, Let's no, cut. no, no, no. We are, we are uncut here. Um, but yeah, I like for sure. Um, second chance. We'll see how this is all going to go down. Yeah. Tonight. You know, it's like it's such a hard topic to talk about, and it's a serious issue, and it's also like. The reason it became such a fire fest is because it's such a touchstone within society. So it's in a way, it's a lot bigger than Bidu and Bidu and Tori's relationship. And Bidu is like the symbol for it in something that's so big. So in that sense, I do have a little bit of sympathy and I'm a forgiving person by nature. The way I feel about it is if him and Tori are cool, I, I don't need to be angry on his on anyone's behalf. But I do know that it will be an issue in Twitch chat and people won't handle it maturely. Uh, so you know, it's definitely going to be a pain in the ass, but as someone who can sit back and I feel like I'm cool with everyone, I can just kind of watch and be like, you know, may the, you know, hope everything turns out. Okay. Everyone, you know, <laughs> I think you want some drama. I think you're a little bit bored. And want some more I'm drama. Bit of a I'm a little bit of a shit star. In fact, when this all went down the first time around, I think you got super mad at me in DMs. Do you remember? Yeah. And it was, and it was, and I was like, bro, like, uh, I don't think, I think this might be a little misdirected. Like I actually don't care. I'm just a little bit of a shit star, you know, and I, <laughs> let me take it back. I do care. It is important, but also it's like, you know, like, there's it only is so much you can yet. be involved, yeah. I guess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that that was the first time we had a, or the the only time we had a little bit of a falling out. But but we <laughs> talked through it like like two grown up men. We we had a long discussion. I I yeah. actually buried so many of these memories somewhere in a, in a dark place in the back of my head, so I don't remember any specifics yeah. about that anymore. Yeah, you but did mention. And I took, yeah, to be <laughs> fair, and you you have been very clear. Like I am not the victim here, and I get that, and yet you definitely suffered because of what happened. So I also understand that. It's funny to say you like have buried this stuff. It was really hard for you then, huh? Yeah, so that's ten- why I buried this somewhere. Um- All right, okay. All right, I'll leave you be. <laughs> I'll leave it in peace. It's not nice of me. Any uh, salt and other wounds you want to pour, Seth, or, or Flop? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just enjoying the show. Heart open. <laughs> uh, Cock came in second, right? You guys almost won last season of GNL. <laughs> You cock, a- that's me. I'm in cock as well now. Yeah. yeah, this this season. I feel like cock is always at the top of the leaderboard for sure. Like always first or second. Um, but I'm on Nega's team, dude. Nega has won five of the seasons so far. So more than half because we're in season 10 right now. So he's won five of nine. My the question only- is, which team is Ember on? Because he just seems to win every season. Ooh. No, Nega has more. Nega has more. Nega has I'm more. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's really. It might be that Ember was on Nega's team. 
Well, I can that, that is a powerhouse. I can definitely say that I miss the cock already. <laughs> it's so I'm enjoying fun. cock already, yeah. yeah. <laughs> glory to the cock. Even though yes. I'm not in, like uh, a, a part of the glorious cock at the moment, it, it will forever be in my heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sithrin did want you. Once you go cock, you never go back. I think well, during the draft, Sithrin definitely did want you, but... Someone else had claimed to you somehow. I don't know. You're on a want to honestly. Want to is a G, dude. He's like ballers. Uh, maybe he runs, uh, Fountain Manor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He runs Fountain Manor. Like in turn, remember we talk about how W3C has so much contributors. The gym kind of like project that has a lot of people that work for it. I want to say Baron deserves the most credit because he works the most. He's the commissioner, but and it it is true. Help. And yet there's people that. I mean, like the people that put together a website want to put together a draft board. The community comes together and puts together a quality product. So WC3 is in a good spot, in my opinion. Yeah, and there's always a new influx of people who can just do stuff or like want to do stuff. We had, uh, or we restarted the weeklies and then there was uh, two or three admins and we are kind of busy, especially now that summer comes around and the weeklies are on Friday evening. Some people want to party and stuff, but then... Echo Goodman came around and said, hey, I, I can't do too much admin stuff during the tournament because I really want to play the tournament, but hey, let me automate the seedings for you. Like, what the hell, dude? You can do that? Yes, of course. It's numbers and names. Let's do it. And now the seeding is automated thanks to War 3 Champions, of course, that gives us an, a rating for that. So uh, it, it all goes hand in hand together. It all just sticks together. Exactly. These, this, this is a great thing about the two projects I've been involved in with Jim and WT Champions is just they're just like these glue for people to like stick to, and they you know you, you trap people in the community, they get involved and then they don't want to leave because it's so cool. <laughs> exactly, that's it. Is there any other topics? Anything we missed out on? Anybody who want uh, you want to shout out? Yeah, I quite like to shout out Helpstone actually because he's been recently doing a really cool project. If you are in Jim discord you might have seen this but he's been posting what he calls um i guess uh rating based mmrs or or um let me just check that no like a matchup based right matchup based mmrs yeah you use like a general term because the idea is that you can then look and see how good you are at a certain matchup so you can have like an mmr just for that matchup so if you're an alt player like me you can look and see Maybe the matchup against Cinder is imbalanced. I don't know if it is, but let's assume that it is. And that you should win 60% of the games against Undead because of the imbalance or whatever. But you're actually winning 52%. You know, you might be winning more than half, but you're actually underperforming. So your MMR might be lower than your real M- than your current MMR. So you can look at the overall sort of stats of everything. And you can look at like the maps or you can look at the, the actual race. And, and this is similar to what Toxie did when he did that sort of big analysis where he you take into account the players not just the win rate of the races because if happy's beating everybody that doesn't necessarily mean that undead's op because <laughs> he's so much better than everyone else mm-hmm. you know and and that can be applied to then individual players on uh, w3 champions profile so that's something he's he's working on doing which is a pretty cool feature and i guess that'll be a task for either me or someone else to put onto the website which would be fun so yeah help shout out for that because that's a really cool feature because they're also I think that might help in the W3 Champions tournament in the future where you can look and see, you know, 
what do we expect? Who do we expect to win in this game? When you look at two players and say, on the on this map, we can do some actual stats from WT Champions and say, you know, this player's MMR on this map is like this. It's a bit lower. They're not performing as well as you'd expect on this map, or they're performing better. So there's some cool analytics, I guess, you can do with that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty That's sick pretty cool. to like figure out weaknesses, whether it's a matchup or a map or a combination of two. Yeah, I saw that. Super fascinating. I don't know what kind of magical math is behind all of that, but Helpstone, he's doing so much in the past few months, also in the German community, in the Creepjack community. I uh, echo that shout out. And he's going to Roro Land, I believe. I've yes. seen him there. Yes, exactly. Nice. Yeah, that, any shout-outs for you, Floss? No, my head, I have a meeting that I have to go to, so <laughs> that's, that's where my head is right now. <laughs> right. All right, uh, then we end this year. Thank you guys for, for joining me. It was a big pleasure. One of my all-time favorite episodes, only contested by the first time with Floss when he came on. Um, so... Play on War 3 Champions, everybody. Follow War 3 Champions everywhere. Join their Discord. And if you have a dollar or two, use the Patreon. Do a one-time contribution. Servers are expensive. And maybe these guys can buy a beer or two for all the work or buy the moderator some beer because they definitely need it every now and then. Um, so yeah, War 3 Champions is amazing. Now you know that the people behind it are also amazing. And I thank you guys for your time and for your work and for everything. And I'm looking forward to seeing you, Seth, and looking forward to seeing you remotely, Flaws. Have a nice evening, everybody. We see each other next week for episode 45. You're at the Back to Walker podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.